Hello, welcome to What She's Thinking. I'm your host, Greg Schwartz, your coach for online dating. I'm asking a group of women questions on dating, sex, and other topics, all submitted by men like you. To get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. So here's the interview. Welcome back to part two of women answering men's questions about sex. So let's start off. I love it when my partner squeezes her kegels while we're having sex. Is that something you can do? Do you enjoy it? It's definitely something that I do. I like, I think I'm kind of tense anyways. And so I think I tend to squeeze, just have them kind of squeezed. But it also makes me think about, yeah, a lot of times like when you orgasm, it starts to make that rhythm anyways. Then sometimes I'll just do a couple extra. That's always fun at the end. But yeah, it's really not for my pleasure. Um, it's more just to be connected, make a couple extra movements, um, play it around. It's kind of jokey, like <laughs> <laughs> it's a nudge, it's a nudge <laughs> from both sides. Let on me the hug you around. a little. Yeah. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Um, I'll do it, but again, the same. I it's not for my pleasure. Um, I've purchased a yoni egg to strengthen <laughs> my pelvic floor and uh the my muscles down there um to do that and i think that there's something like when the guy says i'm going to come that i then i try to do that to mm-hmm. sort of massage it out yeah it's usually towards the end when he's about to come that i would do that and it is just for him and then and then for me too like if i'm trying to get off like i feel like i tense up a lot down there just to have an orgasm for me i um yeah i'll do it every once in a while for kicks it doesn't do much for me although although i was Kegel told kicks. yeah right but i did uh my friend did tell me that you know i should be practicing it and cuz i i've practiced it before but it's really with like the floor like really like the opening part Right. But there's like another way to do your Kegels where you actually really try to like collapse the entire thing like farther up. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I've tried to do that, and I've only tried this by myself since, but like it actually feels good in itself, like for me. But I don't have the focus to be able to do that when I'm with a guy. You know, like I haven't been like, hold still. Let me like try to make this work for me. But I don't know. That's just something I want to try. Sounds like goals. You know, something I also do is like, I like to, (laughs) I like to squeeze it like after a guy has already come or like kind of like during, you know, when he gets like really sensitive and he's kind of like out of his mind already and he's like squeeze it and he's like, oh, like there's another (laughs) I don't know. So they do. Power. Power move. <laughs> yeah. It's a power move. Who yeah. owns who now? <laughs> I own that dick. <laughs> You're in my house. <laughs> what are your biggest turnoffs during sex? You're going to make me say it? <laughs> it's kind of mean, but I'll just say it anyway. Small penises. <laughs> Yeah, that can be a tough one. <laughs> I I can attest. Um for me, like 
I think wishy-washiness. Sometimes I, it's like the confidence thing. And maybe this is, I don't think this has ever been a problem during sex, but leading up to sex. If a guy is like not fully going for it, you know, so he'll like kind of like get close, but he's not assertive. Like he's like going to go for it. I'm kind of like, okay, what you like, are you green lighting me? Like that now I should go for it. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that ambiguity. I like it if a guy wants it, that he just goes for it. And anything short of that is kind of a turnoff for me. And also poor hair pulling technique, as well as <laughs> uh, the occasional ass slap kind of gets me annoyed. Yeah. Um, oh. oh. I was going to add one more. Smelly balls. <laughs> that, yes. No, no, that's what. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> your No, oh, I was just going to say smelly in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big. Yeah, no, and it's, it's not. I think balls definitely, but it's there's, <laughs> there's a lot of problems before the balls for a lot of guys. I actually okay, so I armpits. I've dated a guy with bo like armpit bo, but that were you into it? You know, it wasn't the worst. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me, I I don't like it, but it wasn't a deal breaker. It was like. <laughs> It's like man smell. Okay, he's got some man smell. He's done some exercise. You can put on a lot of deodorant, whatever. But like, if they smell down there, that in my mind, where my brain goes, is like disease territory. <laughs> I'm like, how filthy Thinking is about this it guy? Like, know. what? What else? Like, what else? <laughs> what else? That's what a sign else of is in there? I'm, I'm going to give you a little science fact right now. Woo! So hair holds smell. So <laughs> if you keep it real short and trimmed, it's less likely to smell or leave odor somewhere. Like the worst is like if a guy has stinky armpits and they put their mm. arm around me and walk away and, and I like, smell oh, left on your shoulder on my, <laughs> on my body. I'm like, oh my God, I smell like smelly man. Yeah. Nobody wants that. I'll say stinky beards. I have encountered this time after time. The it majority, the like 70% what? of the guys I've ever kissed who have a beard or a mustache have a smell up there. Like for God's sake. Clean your face. Like, clean your face. Well, I don't want this to be a don't grow facial hair. Yeah. Facial hair is beautiful and manly, and I love it. Yeah. It's overly done. But they just have to clean it. I just think they have to clean it. Grooming. It just has to be clean. Short trim will not hold smell. Yeah, no longer. Short trim beard is long enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, the favorite facial hair for me is just, like, stubble. I like mustache. I like mustache. Do you like a mustache? Yay, November. <laughs> well, do do you like it thick enough that like you can't see the flesh through it, or is like it like Reynolds. like a caterpillar? <laughs> I know it sounds really creepy, but like a I'm lift, that. like a lift ride mustache. No, just like a Burt Reynolds cal- caterpillar. But then it sounds terrible because then I'm like, oh, they're just saving it later. I'm just gonna sit on their face and they're gonna save it for them later, and then <laughs> and then you're like, what's on your <laughs> I was like, I don't I'll tell you what's on <laughs> your face. The smell of your vagina the, for the next three the, days. The smell of girlfriend's past vaginas. That's Ew. what I'm saying. 
Keep it clean. Oh, man. So Keep it clean. <laughs> what, one of the things that's a real turnoff for me is if a guy is just, like, using me as a way to get himself off. Because I've mm. had that experience. Like, great date, go out, have a great time, go back, make out. The next thing I know, he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> he's just going for it, and we're done. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck baby, was wasn't that, that good? Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, another big turnoff is guys who cannot last very long. Mm. Right? Like, like five, ten minutes, I'm, like, upset afterward. Like, weren't you going to monitor? Yeah, I mean, I think if if that's the case and that's their situation, then they need to get really good at the oral sex and all of the other stuff. The lead up or the afterward, Mm -hmm. but something. Well, and I'll add to the list. This is a nice big category. And Um, I'm like, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, again, it's, like, super non-sexy when a guy comes in just, like, asking you what you want. It just shows, like, nervousness and insecurity and just be like, what do you want to do? Like, you know, step by step or, like, just, like, I don't know. Even just, I guess that kind of nervousness can be a turn off, too. You want someone confident. I was going to say socks on. If somebody leaves their socks on, I'm like, what is happening right now? I don't have a problem with socks on, pants on, underwear on. (laughs) Just pull it down a little bit, whatever you got to do. If it's working, it's working. <laughs> oh, and another thing, um, pet peeve, guys who, like, you're having sex with them for the first time, and they have no regard in the world for using protection or not. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, do you do this with everyone? Like, what the, who are you? Mm. <laughs> faces of disapproval <laughs> all around yeah Ugh, super dangerous they need to go back to sex ed class and that's a lot of guys like in my experience even majority of they guys just are like ready to go just in just to try or are they like really it also comes around as this like giving up thing like that's the only way it works for them anymore yeah, like Wait, yes when, when guys have know. a sob story about how they just it's really hard for them to come with with a condom on, and so like blah blah blah. Gotta wear the condoms. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wrap it up. Be safe. My vagina is holy. <laughs> How do you like to discuss fantasies that aren't mainstream or might have sensitivities attached to them? I have to say, I don't feel like I'm super clear on what my fantasies are. So I actually feel a little bit insecure mm-hmm. and inadequate when a guy's talking that and I feel like I got I got nothing back. Um, th- th- that's how I feel. And guys rarely ever talk fantasy with me, so I don't know. You should go to Hump Fest next year. I was supposed to go on a Hump Fest <clears throat> date this year and I crapped out mm-hmm. last moment. I think it'd be really good for you just to experience all the different types of fantasies. That's true. In an amateur porn way. What is Humpfest? Dan Savage has a uh, yearly film festival where they it's like a bunch of amateur porn kind mm-hmm. of. Oh. Yeah, I would say I like I I watch a good amount of porn, so I have like a nice quite a backlog <laughs> that I can go through. And I think I don't bring them up a lot with guys, again, because I think if a guy told me one of his, like, I think I need the door to be opened by him telling me something 
that's a little bit freaky that he likes to do, but in a way that's kind of like, op- that's not too far out, that it's just like an opener one. Like, don't give me your like way out of left field, but just like, but also something that would not be like typical. Let's not talk doctors and pirates, but yeah, if you say something that's like, <laughs> you know, say something that's a little bit out of the box, that will get me to start talking about my out of the box fantasies. Is this more of a question if you've been in a long relationship that I think you're just, you know, trying different things and I wouldn't, you know, I'm on my like second date and they're like, I'm really into this fantasy. I don't know if I'm ready and willing at that point. <laughs> and isn't it still fun and exciting in the right. beginning like, without having have- to like really switch up? But I don't know, maybe. Enough? Yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> just have regular sex yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We can go freaky. Yeah. But then, you know, if somebody that's what gets them off, then I also don't want to sort of not allow that to happen. I think maybe just the pool of men that I've been with have not been super into fantasy role playing. I don't think I personally have a lot of way out there fantasies, but I'm certainly open to trying whatever there is, you know kind of minus some of the really weird stuff like baby diaper changing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I I have kids already. I'm not interested in being your mom too. (laughs) How do you like to be asked during sex what you like and want? Direct, not asking it all and intuitively feeling it out, etc.? Okay, obviously, intuitively feeling it has to be, like, number one, and then you can ask once. So (laughs) women are very different in what they like, and especially in the beginning, it's good to, you know, they might not get it right at first. I think sometimes it's good to ask, and again, whatever's making me moan louder, keep doing that. Um, but I don't know, like sort of like a raspy in the ear, like, Hey baby, like want to try, I don't know, just something like that where it's like hot and I'm just like, woo, I'm like, yes I do. Or whatever, like something like that I would like. Yeah. I do like, uh, when a guy asks me like, Oh, do you want to do this or do you want to do that? Or can I do this? Or Hey, what if we do this now? And a little bit like after, you know, the first few times maybe checking in and saying, like, what is your favorite? Or even before, yeah. like, what's your favorite thing? Let's what's try that. Position? Yeah. I mean, we all have our favorites. What's yours? Well, I have two. <laughs> I like it doggy style. I like being on top, kind of leaning back and writing that way. My favorite sex position is knees to ears. <laughs> knees to ears. Oh. Flexible. Huh. Are you? Good for you, girl. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like I like standing over the bed, bent over. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I like to be asked during sex? Now that I think about it, I I I would prefer. And again, that's because I feel like I don't have a huge imagination for what I want and like how I like it and all that. Uh, Like, I would prefer that the guy asks, can I do this versus like, do you want to this? Because I think I probably have a lot of 
room to explore. So I'm like, do I want to? It maybe f- makes me feel like, do I want to? Like, am I going to act like I like it, but I don't? Or am I going to confess that I have no idea? Like, so anyway, uh, nuances. And then you're totally in your head and not even in the moment then. <laughs> exactly. I am out of my body. I, I just took this um, sex class this weekend called Basic Sensuality at the Lafayette Morehouse. It's an institution. And one of the things they were uh, teaching was during sex, like the kinds of questions. So, so it's like, Hey, there's the person who's the doer and the person who's kind of like at the effect, right? The done upon. And in order for the person who's being done upon to have really the experience of their being done upon instead of like, oh, sometimes I'm sometimes I'm in control, sometimes I need to cause the thing, sometimes I'm at effect, is to like ask questions that are kind of as simple as possible, like yes or no kinds of questions, right? Things I don't have to like think or like invent. I guess in short, I prefer that the guy take the lead because I don't have a full menu of options in my head. Any strong thoughts or feelings about how to proceed when an established partner is not really into it at the moment, but realizes these things go both ways? For example, is be a good sport a worthy rule of thumb? If not, what is the preferred rule of thumb? Well, I think like, I mean, there's definitely been times in relationships where I don't want to do it. And I just know, oh, I had a long day. Sometimes I orgasm best when I don't even think I'm going to. Or there's times where I think I really want to do it and then I don't orgasm as quickly. So I know myself that my mood might not be an indicator of what I can actually do. Um, so I try to push through those moments. <clears throat> um, and I expect the same of my partner. Um, I would try to be a good sport. <laughs> yeah i think because definitely- then i don't want to you know like if you're trying something for somebody it, you're in a vulnerable situation both of you i think or maybe one of you at least and then in that case being really open and communicating whether or not it's you know you both want to continue yeah I think it's good to just check in i feel like if it's midway it's usually like a mutual like oh something wasn't working or we're going to slow down or stop oh for, like, a mutually decided reason. <laughs> I've got a cramp! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, like, sure, there's... Or if it's, like... Or if one person really just can't go anymore, then there's, like, a convo about it. Nowadays, I'm more vocal about suggesting, like, changing a position if I don't like it. I don't think I'll just mm. suck it up for very long. But uh, in the past, like, I definitely... Um, I definitely went along for whatever ride like the guy the guy was on and I didn't say much because for many years for me sex was kind of like mediocre you know with like the vast majority of people I've had sex with it's just kind of a mediocre experience so it was all kind of in the middle mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. y'all looking at me with sad eyes <laughs> oh. don't feel bad for me <laughs> Well, I think, you know, mediocre sex or having that kind of experience is also somewhat like how comfortable you are with yourself and letting yourself go because, you know, I can certainly have like a mediocre sex experience with someone and then another time have like an incredible experience with that same person. It just takes a conversation or me being comfortable enough to say what I want or 
don't want or finding like how my body moves with their body to work it out. So if, you know, that's what you are having, it, it, you know, it might just be a comfort level even with yourself saying what was there. So I'm really glad that it's gone up for you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you yep. thought you've moved past mediocre. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> Please rate your sex drive compared to the average woman's. I'll tell you, when I hit like 33, my sex drive went through the roof. And I would say mine compared to the average woman's is like a 10. I think, you know, just given that we're four women willing to have conversations about sex um, and answer these questions that we may be rated higher, but I could be wrong given you say you're a prude. Um, I have an extremely high sex drive. Um, I always had, um, you know, and it's sort of one of those things where when I'm not having regular sex is really kind of crappy because then I'm craving it in between. And then I'm kind of gotten a little mental when I'm like, damn it. But if I'm not having it for a while, I think I'm okay. But it's sort of like when it's happening that I'm like, I want to do this every day, morning, night. So then if we're on the scale, I would say I'm a 10. Yeah. I've definitely had conversations with the guys about this. I myself identify as pretty high. I want to say nine out of ten. Just maybe to be an outlier, but uh, I don't know. Over to the ten. I mean, if I was being honest, I might be a ten. Ten point seven five. But no, the only thing that brings me down one is just that the frequency I can't I can't take on too much. Um, depends a little bit on the person, but I think like I would not be a morning and night. I think I think a lot about sex. I have always been a really sexual person. Um, and yeah, I think it's really important for me in relationships. Sex drive wise, I'm guessing I'm right down the middle. I mean, if average is five, I'm guessing five. Has it changed for you in the last from mediocre sex time to what it's like now? You know what? I think. I think the biggest change, like maybe, maybe more now because I feel like I'm in more control of my sexual experiences, right? It's not like I was just having sex with like guys who are terrible in bed. Like I think my, my, uh, like my communication and my taking control and, and discovering what's enjoyable for me and making that happen. It's not happening. So it's more now. Um, but I would say it also fluctuates with how into the guy I am. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that stuff happens in your youth, in your teenage years. I definitely grew up with very outspoken women. I mean, we discovered, you know, masturbation at a pretty young age. So just had a similar experience as dudes growing up. And I think having that group of friends to talk about it with and explore in a really safe pretty safe environment um set a tone any last things you want to tell the guys listening wash your hands before you put them in me please oh that's good yeah don't go back to front yep but but also no but i wanted to talk and when you're (laughs) (laughs) when you i wanted to answer the clitoris one 
was well touched on in previous episodes, but yeah, do not just go for that one little spot. I like a nice combination where you're sort of all over the place, maybe taking different angles at my vagina, maybe suck on it, maybe spit at it. Like, I don't know, just kind of like where you're just totally into my vagina. You know what's great is every once in a while also just throwing in like a, oh my God, you're so beautiful or like, this is amazing. Like uh, my love language is words of affirmation. And if I just get that like in small doses while I'm with someone, it like turns me on like 10 times more. Yeah. I, I definitely like a guy who can, you know, I feel like some guys become like verbally handicapped when they're having sex. And I definitely <laughs> like a guy who can who can talk dirty. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely the secret sauce. Yeah. yeah because, like, yeah, it has to be like the mind the and whole body. Thing. Like we talked about the pieces, but that's like the glue. Yeah. It should be there throughout the whole experience. Like my favorite is watching porn and hearing the guys like moan. When girls are doing stuff for them. Yes, guys oh, really? don't make a lot of noise in my experience. And it's so much sexier when they do. Next, we'll be talking to women about your questions on dating. Thanks for listening. To help other men find the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and write a review. Also, I'd love to hear your feedback. Which question did you find most helpful? Email me greg at makeonlinedatingfun.com. And remember, to get your questions answered, go to makeonlinedatingfun.com slash questions. Next week, we'll be talking with women about their answers to questions about dating. Submit your questions, and maybe we'll be able to answer them. (laughs) 